How do you feel about ponies? Whether you adore them, fear them, or just respect their determination to live life on their own terms, you won't want to miss this episode of Barn Stories. Welcome to the Barn Stories podcast. I'm Lori Prince, editor of Equus Magazine. And I'm managing editor Christine Barakat. This podcast features our favorite essays and articles published in Equus over the past 40 years. Although Equus is known for articles on horse care and veterinary research, our editorial mission has always been guided by the bond that exists between horses and people. And each issue has featured a real-life story that celebrates how horses enrich our lives and touch our hearts. We've searched our archives, chosen the stories that resonated with our readers, and given them new life in this audio format. Longtime subscribers may recognize some of their favorite pieces. And if you're new to the Equus community, these stories will confirm that no matter what sort of saddle you sit in, a deep emotional connection to horses is something we all share. The star of this episode is a hackney pony named Dusty. Like so many ponies, Dusty has very strong feelings about who he should and should not cooperate with. He's not an absolute tear, though. He's more tolerant of children than adults, and he helps his young rider become a confident and competent equestrian. When he's outgrown by his rider, however, Dusty has to work with an adult he's never warmed up to in order to train for a second career. In true pony fashion, he's smart and adaptable, but will he cooperate with the new plan? It's a valid question, and if you know ponies, you know that the answer was entirely up to Dusty. So let's listen to The Pony and Me, written by Patricia Giglio and read by Taylor Autumn. I didn't always love ponies. They can be vindictive, scheming, devilish, funny, playful, smart, cute, wily, and conniving. My trainer had told me that ponies have a different temperament than horses, and she didn't mean it in a good way. But when I was looking for a mount for my young son, I didn't heed her warning. And when I first saw Dusty, it was love at first sight. The little brown hackney pony glided across the arena with such elegance that you couldn't help but stop and stare, mesmerized by his high-stepping, fluid gaits. At just 12 hands, he was cute as a button, with a glint of mischief in his eye. And that is the problem with ponies. They're cute. I should have walked away, but instead I brought him home. The first day I took him out for a walk, I knew he was trouble. Snorting like an overgrown dog, he dragged me around as if I were a rag doll tied to a leash. I put him back in the barn and decided I needed some help. I consulted books, videos, trainers, and I did what they said and practiced our groundwork. But the devil pony would always get the best of me, and I would walk away frustrated. Meanwhile, my son Chris also started working with Dusty, and right away things started to change. At 10, Chris had a healthy respect for Dusty's size and strength. Yet instead of shying away, he took on an I'm-the-boss attitude. He also spent time just hanging out with his pony, and he was always calm and relaxed. When the time came to saddle up, Chris jumped on and the two clicked. My son didn't put up with any of Dusty's shenanigans. If the pony lunged for a tasty clump of grass, Chris pulled him back. When Dusty wanted to trot instead of walk, Chris slowed him down. It got to the point that whenever we went for trail rides, my son would lead the way because Dusty was always so well-behaved. I, on the other hand, continued to have respect problems with the little rascal. 
Walking into the barn, I would get a mental image of James Dean leaning against the fence. Taking a drag on a cigarette, he'd turn and look at me as if to say, what the do you want? I knew I had to get past this. So I dug in my heels and I said, you may be James Dean, but you better do as I say. And his reply was, make me. The gauntlet was thrown down. I would walk him into the arena, knowing I had to win, and 30 minutes later I would leave in tears, cursing the day I brought that pony home. Today's episode is brought to you by 5A Baker, owned and manufactured by Jack's Manufacturing Inc. as of 2019. The 5A Baker brand has been around for 156 years, and the feel of a Baker blanket is like no other on this earth. The quality is second to none, and durability is tough as nails. Just look for the iconic red logo tag proclaiming its authenticity. It's non-genuine without it. The 5A Baker line includes blankets for both horses and dogs, sheets, halters, garment bags, fashionable handbags, and other accessories. Jax is also coming out with a new 5A Baker products later this year. To view the 5A Baker line, visit bakerblanket.com or go to www.jaxmfg.com to find a retailer near you. The time comes when all little boys outgrow their mounts, and so it was with Chris. He didn't want to stop riding his pony, but when his feet were almost touching the ground, we both knew it was time to move on to a larger horse. Dusty was now left in the barn when our other two horses were taken on trail rides. We would hear his little whinnies as we rode out, and they sounded sad. I knew Dusty needed a purpose. A mother and daughter came to look him over one day, but I spent the whole time talking the mother out of buying a pony. Just wait until she's older and buy a horse, I said. It wasn't because ponies are evil conniving devils. It's just too hard to watch your child outgrow them. So if we weren't going to sell him, we'd have to find Dusty a different job. I decided to teach him to drive. Once again, I consulted a trainer and practiced my groundwork. And once again, I entered the arena to confront James Dean. Instead, I found myself working with a pony who was listening to me, actually waiting for me to give him direction, well, most of the time at least, and I'm amazed. I contemplate what has changed. The idea that I'm actually becoming a better horse person crosses my mind. And then I realized, no, that's not it. The problem is that my son isn't spending as much time with Dusty anymore. I'm the one taking him out, launching him, putting a harness on him, and telling him when he does it right. Could we be building a bond? Wow, what a great pony. He just wants to connect with someone. That someone was Chris, and now it's me. And it feels great. It won't be long now before I'll be able to hitch a carriage to his harness and take him for a spin. After our latest training session, I remove Dusty's driving harness and brush him down. We've become quite a team. He patiently waits for me to finish, and when I unclip him from the cross ties, he nods his head. What was that? I say as I catch his eye. A glint of mischief? Thanks for listening to Barn Stories. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a favorite article or essay from the Equus Archives that you'd like us to feature in a future podcast, let us know. You can reach us at Equus Barn Stories, all one word, 
at gmail.com. Did you enjoy this episode of Barn Stories? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. The Barn Stories podcast is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network.